every single one of you, hi. I'm Lindsay Reed. I'm Jordan Reed, and this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Yeah, and today we have a special guest on, Colin Parker. Hello. Hi, Colin. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I think we're fine. Yeah. I mean, I'm alive still, so I think that counts for something. So if you're just joining us for the first time, we talk about things such as... Urban legends. Urban Meyer. He was a football coach. (laughs) Cryptozoology. Meyer lemons. They're like not as tart as a regular lemon. And just personal stories. Ballrooms, personal stories. Anything spooky, really. So if this is your first episode, welcome. This is episode number 30, and it ended up working out this way. How perfectly. We are recording live, duh. We are recording (laughs) inside of the Madison Seminary, which is an old, super haunted building in Madison, Ohio, where Lindsay and I grew up. I would would say it's extra haunted. It's pretty haunted. We just did a little tour around the whole building for like, what, like an hour? No, like an hour and a half. Wow, yeah. And we were actually doing it live on Instagram. So if you want to check that out, go ahead. I think, well, Well, I think by the time this comes out, it might not be there. Never mind, you missed out. (laughs) Sorry. But for those of you who did join us, thanks for joining us. It was fun. We had some people from some paranormal teams. We had some friends, some strangers, like Ghost123, Ghost... (laughs) Joining us. Ghost, um, Skateboard Ghost. So do you want to get in with a little bit of the background about this place? Yeah, we can definitely get into the background. (laughs) I will. Let me get my phone. And we're editing (laughs) now. (laughs) I found my stuff. (laughs) So the Madison Seminary was founded in 1847. Is that right, Trent? 1847. 1847. What else? This place was many, many, many things. It was a school, like a what? Like a high school or something for men? It was a boys' private high school and then a boys' and girls' private high school. It housed army uh, nurses of army people, wives of army people. From the Civil War. Yeah, from the Civil War. In 1904, the building was donated to Ohio. In 1962, the building was, what, donated to the Ohio Department of Mental Hygiene and Corrections. So basically kind of like a a mental institution a little bit there for a while. Yep, absolutely. In the mid-90s, a guy named John Castle bought the building apparently for only 28,000 bucks. I think it was 28,500 or something. You can buy like crazy. a pretty nice car for 28,000. Or a really cool haunted building. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Which would you rather have? I'm going to time travel back, buy it from John. And then just turn it into a Barnes and Nobles. I'd rather have a <laughs> just Prius. Just ruin everything. I'd want You're a Prius. Flying off the shelves, literally. <laughs> literally. So some of the most common things here that it said online, we have since learned from our new friend Trent, who led us in the building, gave us some info. You see or you hear knocking, walking, and apparently, according to Trent, there's a lot of doppelganger activity here, which means that say Trent exists because he does. <laughs> And someone, we think. And we someone don't know sees 100% Trent. yet. No, I shook Trent's hand. So, yes, <laughs> Trent exists. Unless Trent is just a super, just super good. good. Yeah, yeah, a super He's a good super ghost. super good ghost. But, so Trent was telling us a story where someone was talking to Trent, and then very soon thereafter, they looked somewhere else, and Trent was somewhere else. But said, it wasn't actually But it wasn't Trent. even Trent. But, like, in a place where it would have been nearly impossible to get to in yes. that amount of time. Yes. Right. Great story. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's very similar to your story from last week about Brian. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute, how, there's no way he could have done that and then gotten back here. So definitely some weird material there. So on our walkthrough, we heard some knocking. We did hear some knocking. I thought I heard some coughing and I cried and my bones hurt because my body tends up. <laughs> but it just turned out to be our new friend, Trent. <laughs> yeah, Trent was outside and Trent coughed. <laughs> And Lindsay did cry. I did cry a little bit. It was caught on camera. And I'm not a huge crier. So (laughs) props to you, Trent. (laughs) Well, except that we do, you and I both cried. We watched the new episode of America's Got Talent. And we cried. Yes, we did. We did cry on that one. Master Chef Junior elicited some tears. Yeah, but this is a great place that you can actually come visit. You can do public ghost hunts. You can do flashlight tours. There's all this great stuff. We'll give you a little bit more information during our haunted housekeeping. Yes, we have a lot of good stuff. I will say one thing that I really appreciate about this whole opening is how many times we've said Trent. It's like, this is no longer Spooky Spouses. This is just the Trent fan I think this is the Trent show. <laughs> spooky Spouses presented by Trent. Yeah. 
Uh, stay tuned for Trent's new podcast where Trent tells people to talk about him and they do it. <laughs> and the fun part is Trent is actually just watching us record right now. So it's he's, you know, with us in spirit. It's our first live show. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, seriously. Exactly. Yeah, so our first audience, we have just Trent and then however many ghosts are in the building today, which I think are, let me count, one, two, three, 7,000 ghosts. <laughs> or maybe a little over 7,000. Yeah. It's hard to tell. So last week we talked a little bit about our personal stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to catch up with those, they were really cool. And side note, I kind of have something that goes with the personal stories of last week. Last week I talked about hearing and seeing stuff with um, my dad passing a long time ago and all this stuff. Well, my mom called me this morning and she hasn't been keeping up with the show, she admitted. <laughs> but, shame, shame, know your name. But she just went. <laughs> To And if you listen to last week's show, you'll kind of know a little bit more, but she went to the cemetery last weekend to go visit my dad's grave. And then right after, she's like, huh, I haven't listened to Spooky Spouses in a while. And she listened to our new episode and thought it was crazy that we just so happened to talk about my dad on that episode. Isn't that neat? So it was this like intertwining, like weird connection. So I thought it was kind of cool this morning when she told me. No. Speaking of personal stories, Colin, yes or no, you were in New Orleans for a long time. Yes. You got punched by a ghost a lot? Yes. <laughs> a lot, a lot. One of the worst things about New Orleans is that apparently every single building is haunted. Oh, yeah. Um, because, I mean, again, it's like the most haunted city in America. But one of the things that I hated the most was that anytime after midnight, my roommate's cat would sit there and just stare at, like, one of these corners and would just stare. And, like... No matter how much it would be like, okay, stop, stop, move, or spritz it with water, it would be like, mm, nope, still going to look <laughs> in this corner. And the amount of times that I've said, okay, there's nothing there. There's nothing, okay, please tell me there's nothing there. <laughs> Even though it's a cat and it can't answer, it, I was like, I need you to tell me that there's nothing in front of you because this is concerning to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it, it just really liked to, it was very touchy. Oh, it did sure. a lot of punches, did a lot of just like, you know. Hey there, little. I, I realize that people can't see me, but that's like kind of like tussling the hair a little bit. Like, oh sure. Hey bud, how you doing? Sorry for punching you earlier. Um, <laughs> like a big brother, like giving you noogies and then being like, "All right, fine. You want to go toss the football around? Let's go." So instead of speaking of brothers, my older brother, our like fun joke instead of noogies was he was just uh, give me a very small stab with a knife. Uh, <laughs> but that's just like that's a family thing. Like right. we just, it's just like a joke. There, yeah, nothing says love like a family shanking. You know? <laughs> right, exactly, a hundred percent. And that's on our family crest, um, <laughs> on the uh, Reed crest. Well, he's a steward, so maybe that's why there's Ooh. some butting of heads. Like a nice little fancy shiv. Yeah, or some stabbing of siblings. Probably. Well, do you want to hop in? Yeah. So it's my week this week, and sorry, I don't have my notebook, so I'm really sad. <laughs> So since we're in Madison, Ohio, and we're in the seminary, I'm not going to really talk much about the seminary, (laughs) but we do have a big lake here, and I just want to know if you guys have ever heard of the Flying Dutchman. Yes. I don't know exactly what it is. Okay, so I have heard about, like, it's a haunted boat, whatever, but, like, I don't know much about the Flying Dutchman. Like, it's used in so many references, but I never knew what it was. When I hear about it, I think it's a wrestling move. It might be, you know, oh it could God, be. Oh my God, it's the Flying Dutchman. <laughs> Macho Man Randy Dutchman. He's like, oh yeah, brother, take this Dutchman from me. <laughs> but the Flying Dutchman, it was a legendary ghost ship. But the thing about the ghost ship was the legend is that it can never make port and it is doomed to sail the oceans forever. So I kind of oh. think of it as like a Greek mythology thing where it's like, you know, you're this god that basically, like, you have to do a certain thing for the rest of your life because you're being yeah. punished. Right. Similar to a lot of uh, paranormal activity where it's repetitive and stuff, right? Yeah. So it kind of like, I don't know if this was a boat that crashed and then there, like, people had seen apparition or apparitions of that boat. Or if it's just something that people, like a legend that people see on the water. But yeah, they said that it originated from the 17th century golden age of the Dutch East India Company. Okay, everyone so, knows the company. Family, so, household name. So total household name. But um, yeah, most of the sightings were in the 19th and 20th centuries. They would see a ghostly light on the water. A lot of people reported seeing this. If you look it up, there is so many sightings of, I mean, there's poetry based off of it. There's movies based off of it. There's songs based off 
off of it. Like SpongeBob episodes, basically. Yeah, yeah, there's a Flying Dutchman and Spongeman. Um, the cat. (laughs) Spongeman. 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 The other. It's me. SpongeBob's dad. Spongeman round shorts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. I don't watch a lot of SpongeBob, so I don't know. No, you and I watch SpongeMan, and we and we're (laughs) devoted SpongeMan fans. So I know I get credit if SpongeMan becomes a big thing. Yeah, Marvel's gonna be like, okay, SpongeMan. Now, do you like SpongeMan round shorts, or do you want like another fun thing? I don't. I mean, round shorts is fine. I feel like that would be the most. It's kind of all the news, though. It'd be the easiest to make. Spongeman. It would be the easiest to make. It is a little on the nose. Well, I'll workshop it. That's Bobcat. That's That's not bad. I think that's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, but the captain was Bernard, and then F O K K E. Folk. Folka. Folka. I don't know. Probably Dutch. I don't know if Bernard is Dutch. I bet you Bernard's Dutch. But it makes me nervous saying his last name because we don't swear on the show and it's almost a swear. Yeah. It's yeah. almost a bad word. Maybe. We'll so call- we'll just call him Bernard. Bernie F. Captain Bernie. <laughs> yeah, Captain Bernie. Captain, Captain Bernie. I like Captain Bernie. Well, he was suspected of being in the league with the devil. So yeah. they kind of say that like he is the equivalent to like the devil of the sea. Oh, that's sweet. The League so, of the like, Devil. You don't want to see the Flying Dutchman in his boat. No. Because it's scary. But yeah, there's a bunch of sightings. They say that if you were to see the boat, then that means that like harm or doom is coming your way. Sure. So a lot of people that were on the waters and reported to see this boat said that something happened with their ship. People died on their ship. They had complications. Storms came very soon. Their heads exploded. It was just a a weird, either a weird coincidence or it was the curse of the Flying Dutchman set in sail. So you can you see or or let me let me rephrase. What would happen if you were to see the Flying Dutchman's ship from the shore and you're not on a boat? Then maybe you just explode. <laughs> you just blow up. He'd be like that guy that they just recently found that escaped the lava from Pompeii. Oh yeah. Right? But oh, but then had a rock. By a rock. He's like, I made it. <laughs> <laughs> It's that, that poor guy. They're probably, yeah. That's probably what happened. He saw the Flying Dutchman and he was like, oh, weird. Oh, lava. Oh, rock. Oh, yeah. rock. And then he's like, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the Flying Dutchman, like you said, SpongeBob, it's been on Scooby-Doo. Wait, hold on. Right. Wait, really quick. Yes. I just want to say that you just created one of the coolest short stories ever. What? Oh boy! What was it? Oh lava! Oh rock! Oh boy! <laughs> That's a really good. That's like the you know. It's my poem. Yeah. Or a first day never warmed. Like it's like a six-word story. That was what? Was that George Saunders or something? No, it was um. Oh my God! Is that Ernest Hemingway? Sure. Let's just say. Yes. It's it's like a famous author. Yeah. That did that. Margaret Atwood. Like <laughs> Margaret Atwood. And Ryan. And Ryan. Amp. Rimp, I think is what it is. Amp Rimp. But yeah, I have a ton of things. It was featured on Xena, Princess Warrior, for your Xena yeah. fans. She um, had a altercation with the Flying Dutchman, but the Flying Dutchman is a boat. So I haven't seen the episode of Xena, yeah, so that's, that's I don't know if they made a character off of... Like, people seem to make the boat a character. Because in, like, Pirates of the Caribbean, it was a character. Like, yeah. this was all... Like, there was the Flying Dutchman in that. Well, I guess... It, then, it just feels like they don't really research it, and then they think that the Flying Dutchman is the captain. Is what I always feel right. like. Yeah. I feel like that's what they always think. So, like, Bernard is getting the credit of the ship, and the ship is like, hello, I'm the one yeah. doing the work. Captain Bernie, Captain Bernie just died on me. <laughs> Captain Bernie. But... Okay, side note, Pirates of the Caribbean, we were talking about this earlier, which is weird that mm-hmm. I'm talking about it now, but I never really watched any of them because I never really cared. Well, I think the thing but is is that they're not good movies. Yeah, no. don't, some people might like them. I think the thing is I'm that sorry, they're perfectly pirate, fine. pirate fans. <laughs> but did you know that the fictional captain in Dead Man's Chest, which was 2016, his name was Davy Jones, which I found offensive because I'm like, that's... David Bowie. Oh, yeah, it is David Bowie. Like, why did you name your captain after David Bowie? Like, I love David Bowie, but, like, he's not a sea captain. Because that's... He's a spaceman. Davy Jones is... (laughs) You got the wrong... Davy Jones Locker. 
David Jones Locker. It's an underwater that's, that's thing. That's an underwater thing. Like that's a that's a real oh. captain. They didn't just name him like, oh. like that. That would be an interesting <laughs> novel. But no, with David Jones Locker is the thing. Okay, well that's just me being dumb. <laughs> But <laughs> well, isn't it? Isn't I was it, confused because I'm like. I mean, look, if you're not into pirate lore, I could totally see how you'd be like, "Whoa, David Bowie is the one true David Jones." Because that was David Bowie's real name was David Jones, correct? Yeah, David Jones. Yeah, yeah, Davy Jones. But then Davy Jones Locker. Okay, that makes sense because I was like, "No, he's the spaceman. He's a star boy. He's yeah. a star like boy." The weekend. A bunch of music influences. There was Jethro Tull. Tori Amos had a song about the Flying Dutchman. Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. <laughs> and Rufus Wainwright actually has a song called Flying Dutchman. Oh, sweet. So I wonder if it's about like a man or about the boat, but basically it's a boat. So maybe we'll have to make our way to the beach later and see if he's sailing Lake Erie. Wonderful, beautiful Lake Erie. Beautiful, wonderful Lake Erie, Ohio. <laughs> Lake Erie, Ohio. See, there's there is a restaurant on the way up towards Cleveland from Columbus called Dare Dutchman. I don't think it has any connotation with the haunted ship. No, probably not. It's called the what Dutchman? Dare Dutchman. The Dare Dutchman. Like the Dutchman. Yes. Oh. But it's Dare. But not the flying one. But not the flying. No, not the flying Dutchman whatsoever. Why did they name it the sailing Dutchman? Because it's not really flying. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, like all this those pirate ships have, like, crazy names you know, to, to make, make it to make them seem more sinister, you know? Yeah. Like, if you were like, here's the SS Susie, like, people probably wouldn't take you nearly as, you know, straightforward if you're like, oh, it's the fire and brimstone, you know? Absolutely. Like, oh, God, the fire and brimstone's on our back. Yeah, absolutely. What would your haunted boat be called? Oh, boy. Um, What is the scariest thing? Well, I... Spiders. Trent's coughing, like the SS Trent cough. Yeah. Scared the The living uh, bejesus out of me. The SS bronchitis. The SS bronchitis. That would be yours. Or like the SS pneumonia. (laughs) I like that one better than the bronchitis. That's terrifying. Or like the SS bed bugs. Yeah. Because like that's annoying and scary at the same time. Correct. Yes. An inconvenience. It's a big inconvenience. Yeah. Mine would be something like, hmm, the SS credit card won't work at checkout line or something. (laughs) That would be mine. Or like, yeah, the SS identity fraud. Colin? SS dying alone, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably my favorite boat name right now is S. Death by bear. I don't know. (laughs) That was pretty good. That's kind of like, because it sounds scary and... It is scary. And the thing is, is it is scary. Right. Yeah. For you and the bear. Yeah. Correct. Both. The SS uh, playing dead in front of this bear did not work. Very long name. And it's, but that's the whole name. You have to say the entire, like, SS death by bear. Playing dead for this bear. Yeah. So by the time you get that name out, they're already on top of you. They're like, well, yes, that is too scary for me. But... <laughs> Okay, so we'll talk a little bit more. Like I said, we're recording in the Madison Seminary in Madison, Ohio. This place was absolutely awesome. It's creepy. It's great. We heard some noises. We did a live feed. It's fantastic. They do public ghost hunts. So Jordan will tell you a little bit more about them. Yeah, and you can kind of like do whatever you want. You can kind of go wherever. It's nice. Like there really aren't any areas that it's like, uh, investigate here, but I wouldn't go there. You can kind of investigate wherever you'd like. Yeah, it's a great a great spot. So the Madison Seminary in Madison, Ohio, you can follow them on Facebook. I believe the name's just at Madison Seminary. So if you call the Madison Seminary directly to set up a tour, the phone number is 440-721-8937. And you can purchase tickets. And if you use our exclusive Spooky Spouses code, you just say, Trent, listen. It's me, Ryan, or Margaret, and we're going to come there because we heard about it on the Spooky Spouses. We want to investigate. We want to get punched by a ghost. You just let them know that you heard about it on our show, and you can save 15 bucks off the regularly priced tour, which is 85 bucks. You can tour the entire place for 70 bucks, which is great. I know other places around Ohio charge like 100 bucks, maybe upwards of like 150 bucks just to walk around their place for a few hours. Yeah, and you can bring your own equipment and do whatever your little ghost hunting soul desires. Assemble your crew. Assemble your crew, do it. So another way for you to experience the Madison Seminary is an event called MadCon, an event that the Madison Seminary is putting on, which is raising money for cystic fibrosis. And the dates are Friday and Saturday, August 10th and August 11th. So the Friday, August 10th, 
There is a dinner and a ghost hunt with some celebrities. Chad Lindbergh from The Fast and Furious, Michelle Belanger from Paranormal State, and Johnny Jew, a local urban photographer. So on Friday, there is a dinner and a ghost hunt with the celebrities, which is 200 bucks. And then on Saturday night, there's a ghost hunt, just a ghost hunt with the celebrities, which is 150 bucks. But there's also an event on Saturday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the seminary, which is free and open to the public. I think you can come like wander the grounds, check some stuff out and just hang out and check out the seminary. Yeah, it's very cool. I highly recommend it. We had such a blast today just investigating all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> so the owner, the brand new owner of the Madison Seminary, Adam Kimmel, also has a YouTube channel called Resident Undead, uh, which is a group of young, passionate people who want to save history and tell the lost stories of people who've passed. Adam was a wonderful dude to talk to. He graciously just let us come in, wander all over the place. Trent helped us out as well. Uh, so again, that's Resident Undead on YouTube. You can get there by going to youtube.com slash Adam Kimmel and check out some of Adam's videos. Yeah, and they do a lot of cool stuff here. It seems like they do a lot of, you know, private events that you can bring in a whole group of people. You know, the public ghost hunts, which basically you can do during the day or even at night. And they also do photography shoots, which is really, really cool because there are some really pretty and really creepy rooms up here. So I could totally see that being a great way to amp up your photography. And they also do flashlight tours throughout the week, I believe. What is it? How many days a week? So they do flashlight tours as well on Fridays. I mean, according to Trent, these things go to like four in the morning, which is insane. <laughs> which is insane, but I could totally understand. I mean, we just putzed around for about an hour and a half and we still wanted to go back. So it's addicting. I mean, you definitely want to come check this place out. I agree 1,100%. Again, if you'd like to check out the Madison Seminary, go to Facebook and just search Madison Seminary and call again for $15 off of the $85 investigation price. You can use our code Spooky Spouses, and the number again is 440-721-8937. So yeah, we'll um, do a little bit of haunted housekeeping, and then we'll talk about your topic. Okay, good. We'll see you in three, two, one. All right, so our sponsor this week is our favorite mushroom buddies over at Four Sigmatic. Four Sigmatic makes drinking mushrooms or getting mushrooms very easy. They have mushroom coffee, mushroom hot cocoa, elixirs, superfood blends. What else? They're brand new, super hip, and super spooky lemonade. That's jet mm. black. Colin, you've yeah, had Four Sigmatic. Cool. I have had Four Sigmatic. I've had the uh, hot cocoa. Um, which was very tasty. Had it with some uh, hot milk. Um, it does say have it with your favorite nut milk, but uh, I'm not one to drink milk from nuts, so that sounds just so wrong. To say that. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's very, very tasty, and I was very into it. I have not had the coffee just yet. They sent me hot cocoa and coffee, and I've only had the hot cocoa so far, but I am very excited to try the coffee because I need to wake up many, many, many days. There are days where I, I, you know, I gotta get so maybe I need that super brain food coffee. Yeah, you need some lion's mane or some cordyceps. Or reishi. Or reishi. Or chaga. Oh, that's right. That's the other one. What else? There's another one in there. It's a silly name. Adaptogens. There's some adaptogens There's some in there. adaptogens in there. Some of their drinks are Rhodiola. alkaline forming. Rhodiola. Yeah. Right? A lot of this stuff is over our heads, but guys, it's very good for you. I feel like it's a great way to get all the nutrients of mushrooms, too, for, say, the people that don't like mushrooms, like myself. And the people who love eating raw mushrooms, like myself. I lay down <laughs> in the dirt, and I open my mouth, and I wait for a mushroom to grow, and then I chomp it up. Yeah, you can make their... What's really nice about them, though, is that they have them also in, like, readily available packs. So you can share them with your mushroom pod, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah the, uh, so you can have them just kind of ready to go, or you can get the uh, grounds, or the, what's the other method, too? There's oh, they, the, like the instant coffee? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you'd like to get on it and drink some mushrooms with us right now, you can go to foursigmatic.com, and when you're at checkout, use the coupon code SCAVTRUFFLE, that's S-C-A-V TRUFFLE, and get 10% off your first order of your sippable shrooms. Be a fun guy. <laughs> Eat some shrooms. That was a good joke. Welcome back, everyone. 
Hopefully you have since paused the show, you've waited a week, maybe a little bit less depending on shipping, gotten mushrooms shipped to your house, and you're now cozied up. It's like 7 or 8 p.m. and you have almond milk whipped cream on your almond milk mushroom hot cocoa and you're ready for the second half of our show. Being super trendy. Yeah, being a little bit, maybe a little bit too trendy. Maybe actually chill out for a second and don't do that. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe the flannel. Yeah. Lose the flannel, <laughs> actually put on glasses that are prescription, uh, <laughs> and just listen for a second. Okay, so my topic this week has nothing to do with ghosts, but it has a lot to do with what I'm calling now is space ghosts. Coast to coast? <laughs> perhaps coast, coast, to coast. Perhaps coast hmm. to coast. Maybe. They should have an animated series like that. My, yeah. It's actually Space Spirit Edge to Edge. <laughs> which is my brand new show that I'm making up. There are characters like uh, Spongeman Round Shorts. Spongeman <laughs> which we talked about earlier. Yeah. Uh, and it's just those two, and they have a really good time together. Nice. Such good friends. It's, so, it's heartwarming. <laughs> it's heartwarming, and it's nice, because every single episode they end with just a very small kiss. It's like, you're just my bud, and this just one very small kiss. Uh, now, my topic this week has to do with aliens. <gasps> so... We talk a lot about like uh, a lot about Tom DeLonge on the show and about how Wait, he's we. Uh, let me think. You. I think you're the one. You always bring in alien stuff. It's like, all right, Linz, I guess you want to talk about aliens again. Let's do it. All right, let's talk about a little bit of aliens. I talk about aliens a lot, or at you least Tom DeLonge a lot. But the thing is, like, okay, we've gone through Bigfoot stuff. We've gone through what to do if you find a ghost in your house, how to elicit activity what types of ghosts there are, blah, blah, blah. But we really haven't dived into, is it dived or divin? Divin. I think it's... I think it's divin. Let me... Crashed. Let me check. Typing... Yeah, it's called divin. Is the past tense of... Divinant. Divin. Divin. Is this good audio? Um, <laughs> That's quality podcasting right there. Uh, so I want to go through what types of alien activity or alien encounters mm. we can experience. So maybe this is wetting our palate. And then next, maybe in a few weeks, it'll be, okay, what types of aliens there are, blah, blah, blah. But this is like uh, remedial alien information 101, or maybe even 100. Right. So there's close encounters. Yeah. Uh, I'm guessing medium encounters? There's medium encounters. So close encounters is a kiss on the lips. There's medium <laughs> encounters, which is a kiss on the cheek. And then there's far away encounters, which is you blow them a kiss. Okay. Oh, oh that's, yeah. That's very pure, though. I it's very like. pure and nice. Yeah, I and... felt like it could have got like stalkerish. Like no, and I I observe you from afar. No, it's yeah. not that bad. Most alien and every single one on my list uh, will corroborate. Most alien encounter things are kiss based. Huh. Because mm. they like aliens are really into the whole human concept like the of band. like kissing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes. Like. Um, really like Gene Simmons, yeah. yeah, they're really into Gene Simmons. Mm -hmm. uh, Detroit Rock City is a Kiss song that I know. <laughs> uh, rock and what is the one? Oh, rock, rock and, and Roll All Night. That's the rock one. Rock and Roll All Night. Rock and Roll All Night. Yeah, which seems kiss very. Kiss humans every day. <laughs> <laughs> kiss humans when I would like. So we all know about like their well the the movie with what was it Richard Dreyfus right Close Encounters uh -huh. of the Third Kind. So there there are different levels of encounters. And then there are different sublevels per different level of encounter. Oh, is that what the kind part is? Yes. I was going to make a joke about that, not realizing that there was actually something there. Oh. Is that like, in a way, like when you have like a cousin twice removed sort of thing? Is that, I mean, like, <laughs> I, that may sound like a joke, but I mean, like, is that sort of what the kinds are, where it's like the further you get away from specific... So it's the the higher the number goes, It's the, they're all proximity-based, mm -hmm. or what you can see, what you didn't see, hmm. like proximity and or detail-based. Okay. So first encounter or of like the first kind is, well, I have them written down, okay. so I guess I will read, I'll, I'll yeah. read them, I'll know let you know. the home run is probing. <laughs> yeah, uh, home run's probing. First base is alien, just a very, again, a very small kiss. Uh, and then you can fill in the blanks as to what the other ones are. Because <laughs> I am Use not going to do it. Use your imagination. Over the spacesuit stuff. Over the, yeah, just a little bit of over the spacesuit <laughs> stuff. This whole categoriz uh, categorization of alien encounters started with an astronomer and UFO researcher, J. Allen Hynek. And he first suggested these things in his book, The UFO Experience, A Scientific Inquiry in 1972. So he classified these types of encounters in a fun little book that he wrote. Hmm. He introduced the first three types of encounters 
And then there are more subtypes of close encounters were later added by, I forget the scientist's name, and I have it later. I'll, I'll bring Thomas it up later. DeLonge. I think it was yeah. Thomas DeLonge. <laughs> and the, yeah, so they are arranged according to increasing proximity. So first to third, far away to close up. Some of the ones that are not the close or like the like first or second or third kind, other types of categories uh, or different types of sightings. I'm going to ask you guys if you can guess what this one would be. Nocturnal lights. Is this for kinds or for encounters? This so is just like a type of sighting. Yeah, it's just seeing lights at night. That okay. Must be first kind, right? Because it's like that's the first, that would be like your first step. First you see the lights, then maybe you see something like near, like something a little bit more. Definitive. I think. Yeah, I I and think that this would be first kind. Third is close. Second's medium. But I think these are types of categories that uh, Heineck had included in his book that were like just standard types of sightings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like ones that happen pretty often. Right. So yeah. a type of sighting that happens often, nocturnal lights, which quite literally lights in the sky at well, night. Well, yeah, you always, right. you know, that's the main story that you usually hear from people. And that mm-hmm. makes sense why that would be first kind, because that's like the, the first experience that someone might have. Yep. Right. A, uh, I'm a sad ghost. I mean, with an alien. <laughs> or an alien ghost. Or, uh, yeah, space spirit, with, with a space spirit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there are, which I think this would also be under the first kind proximity, there are daylight discs. So Heineck, although a researcher and an astronomer, not great at coming up with names for sightings. I mean, daylight discs, you see a flying saucer a day. That's alliteration, though. That is alliteration, which is fun. Kind of hard to say. Daylight discs. A discs. Oh, those dish. (laughs) (laughs) See? You can misinterpret it, too. I mean, A daylight dish is any food that you eat when the sun is up. (laughs) And there's a nocturnal dish. When you eat in the daylight. Yes. A breakfast could be a daylight dish. An evening dish. A bedtime dish. Yeah, third meal is a nocturnal dish, but I think... Fourth meal from Taco Bell is... I said third meal. I meant fourth meal. It's a shame dish. Fourth meal or fifth meal? <laughs> Taco, Bell. Meal. Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Oh, <laughs> Taco Bell in general? That's like the, the dish that you don't tell people about. Hey, yes. I saw a flying object in the sky. Not going to tell you about the shame about. dish that I had. <laughs> While I was eating ta... What is it? TCBY treats. While I was eating a yogurt. So according to the list, a daylight disc is just a UFO seen in the daytime, generally having discoidal or oval shapes. I have never in my life heard the word discoidal. No. (laughs) So, I mean, I think you could just say disc-like. I just don't like this guy already that wrote this book. Heineck? Yeah. You want me to get him on the phone? Yeah, call him up. (laughs) We need to get in touch with him. Do you think he's still around? Uh, yeah. What's his name? Sure. How do you spell Heineck? Um, you spell it Allen, A-L-L-E-N-H-Y-N-E-K. J. Allen Heineck. I think Allen had too much time on his hands. Well, I think a lot of... Oh, nope. He's long dead. Oh, Oh. is he? 1986. Oh. Wait. Lindsay and I were born in 86. So that means we are Allen. Which one of us is Heineck? I, well... Wait. Okay, I didn't really want to tell you this in front of Colin, but... I was born May 1st. Yeah. Could have been either. Oh, so you're Alan. Maybe you. Maybe you needed more time to ruminate in the whole dead zone. You're Big Al. Am I Big Al? Probably Big Al. Big Al Heine. All right, so tell us more. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Tell us more, Big Al Heine. Okay, the last type of sighting before we get into the actual kinds is radar visual. Can you guys even guess? Can you even wrap your feeble little brains around? radar, I mean, that's like... You're detecting something. I mean, it's just in your head. Not like in your you're head. Just, you're just feeling the presence. No, like you see it in a radar. Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. All right. Great. <laughs> uh, so radar visual UFO reports that have radar confirmation. These seem to offer harder evidence that the objects are real. Harder evidence that the okay. So I guess more clearer evidence. I guess that the objects are real. Even though. Uh, Heineck contradicts himself and he says, although radar propagation can be often unreliable, mm-hmm. so then why even include it? Yeah, because it's Big Al. Big Al style. Big Al style. He He's just, like, I need oh. to fill up a, cute, a couple pages. So you think this is Big Al shooting from the hip? Yeah, he was like, it's like, have you ever like tried to write a paper in college or something and you're like, <laughs> this is going to be a really good topic and then you kind of like get halfway through and you're like, that's all I got. This is not a good like, topic. This is not, a, I, why did I pick this topic? This is not a good topic to talk about. Yes. I can't feel, I can't feel like 14 pages of this. No. Uh, so then it's like random paragraph about something that's kind of related, but then maybe like they won't notice that it's snuck in and then. 
you get a D on your paper and then you're like, well, I deserve that. <laughs> uh, I will say that, yes, it has happened. Yeah, it's happened to me too. <laughs> yeah, a lot. I remember one time it was like third grade or something. It was we, we had to do like a creative writing project. And I wrote, I made up the story. I lied about the story about how I hit, a, I, speaking of home runs, how I hit a home run in baseball, which is false because I only played softball and I got hit in the face with a softball. <laughs> so you weren't hitting any home runs. No. Uh, so I, I made up this story and I was like, oh, I could easily get a page out of this. And this is all handwritten, right? In like 1990, whatever. And I remember I only wrote one paragraph about how I hit a home run. And then the next three paragraphs were about how good I felt afterwards. And it was essentially like, 30 to 40 sentences about of me rephrasing, I felt so good after I did it. And then after it happened, I felt great. Man, I was so proud of myself after I hit the home run. But I never happened. I was very bad at baseball. Most sports, terrible at most sports. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's fine. I'm pretty good, but I got you know. in trouble for writing a book before on Captain Underpants. So. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Did that movie, like the the newish movie? I think there's a movie about it. I haven't seen it. I mean, yeah. I know there is a movie about it. I shouldn't say I think, but I just haven't seen it. So I, don't, I really don't yeah. know how true to the material I mean. Um, but I could break out that old report and then maybe go watch the film and go, mm, no, 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 no. This isn't right. This isn't right according to my fiction. Right. According, according to, to Colin's yeah. fiction. According to this book report here. Okay, so the actual first, second, and third kinds of encounters with with a space spirit. There's close encounters of the first kind. Yes. Which is said, visual, uh, not visual, visual sightings of an unidentified flying object seemingly less than 500 feet away that shows an appreciable angular extension, which is which is just a jumble of words, and considerable detail. So, so you can see detail in the alien. Yeah, but or it the can't, spaceship. So if it's five hundred and one feet away, it's no. not. It's not a first kind. Five hundred or less. Yes, close encounter of the first kind. Yeah. And you can notice detail on the ship. But I mean, I mean, could you five hundred feet? That's fairly far, right? I mean, am I wearing my glasses or am I not wearing my glasses? Let's say you would be wearing your glasses, which would give you better eyeballs. But no, I probably still wouldn't be able to see that far. Well, not for detail. No. I mean, I could see a shape, but like I probably couldn't see detail. No, neither could I. That's more than one football field away. Like, yeah. You know, so it's like, try, I'm trying to imagine that in my head. You know, like how far that is. You, know, you can barely see the other end zone. You know? Yes. Right. From 500 feet away, I couldn't tell if it was a person or like a dog. I mean, I guess I if it no was a big spaceship... Well, sure, if it was like... You could probably see detail. Like, like the true. ones from uh, Independence Day starring Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> yes. Right? I love Jeff Goldblum. So do I. All the time, <laughs> I always love Jeff Goldblum. But if you were to see one of those gigantic ships, for sure I could tell detail on one of those humongous ships. Right. So I guess I could see that. Right. But like one of your like, uh, like a small scouting ship, right? There's the mothership and you have your scouts, like your yeah. worker bees. I couldn't tell. You couldn't tell anything on that. But... No. So I would say it has to be significantly less than 500 feet. Yeah. I would say four foot. And then you can tell. <laughs> so the second type of encounter, appropriately enough, is called close encounters of the second kind. Now these are described as being a UFO event in which a physical effect is alleged or alleged. This can be interference in the functioning of a vehicle or electronic devices. You see the things on like, I don't know, X-Files or whatever where like you're your car radio goes all weird, oh, right? Gets glitchy and gets stuff. glitchy and switchy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, or animals. Your camera can't focus. Or your yeah. camera can't focus. Absolutely, which happened earlier on the walkthrough. Yeah, with yeah. our walkthrough at the so Madison Center. Maybe there's aliens here. I think it might just be aliens. <laughs> it might just be. What's the deal, Trent? I don't think. I think so. it's just aliens. <laughs> um, animals can be reacting to certain alien things, physiological hmm. effects like paralysis or heat and discomfort. Physical trace, like an impression in the ground, so crop circles, scorched oh. or otherwise affected vegetation, again, crop circles, or a chemical trace. So, like from their ships? I think from their ships. Yeah. Oh. Or maybe They're them. They're still like... using chemicals? Like, <laughs> I thought the future is like. But I mean, it might be like electronic. elements and stuff that we don't have. You know, oh, true. Like you're using xenon 5. You or know? chlorine 2. Yeah, yeah. Is <laughs> xenon actually a thing? I thought it was just xenon. Xenon, I think that was the off-brand warrior princess, xenon. Yeah. Yeah. Xenon. Like the, uh, what? The xenon red vines to Twizzlers. So maybe not off-brand, just a different approach. Right. Red vines or Twizzlers, Colin? Neither, honestly. Lens? 
probably red vines. Thank you very much. Good, great. <laughs> I'm just not into that sort of candy. Yeah, it's not my favorite, yeah. but I'll eat it if it's around because I love candy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first kind, you see something super far away. According to the list by Heineck, 500 feet max. Right. Which I think we can all agree is way too far to notice any sort of detail unless your ship is humongous, right? Right. Or unless the creature is humongous. Right. Second kind, a little bit closer, there's physical traces, your car or your phone starts being weird, maybe like you can't appropriately add the right filter on Snapchat or something. <laughs> That's me being relevant. Wah, wah, wah. Uh, your animals start being silly, you have scorched vegetation and chemical traces. Or scorched animals, silly animals. Or scorched silly animals, <laughs> which, or your animal starts malfunctioning and their clock <laughs> is all weird, right? Which, side note, we talked about DJ names and Colin asked me this morning what my DJ name would be and I think scorched, DJ Scorched Silly Animal would be kind of a fun DJ name. That would be. It's a little like long, it's little, but it's good. A little long, a little hard to say, but you know what? It's memorable and it's sad at the same time, but you're curious, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Back into your I story. like how it was a little bit threatening. Like, I know yeah. you're curious about it. I know <laughs> I for know sure you curious. are. Okay, close encounters of the third kind. Mm-hmm. UFO encounters in which an animated creature is present. Now, this is the only thing I like about what Hynek wrote, is that he does not say alien, just any animated creature, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. What else? These include human... Oh, no, I I misspoke (laughs) because I just didn't read far enough. (laughs) These include humanoids, robots, and humans who seem to be occupants or pilots of a UFO. Now, that's also a little closed-minded. If you're going to say aliens exist 100%, only humanoids or robots? That's it? I think humanoid, I mean, it's, it's just, I guess, like anything that has certain humanistic traits. Because like, I would yeah. imagine that you're not going to see a dog flying a ship because they don't Aww. have thumbs and stuff like that. Like, they can't sit the way that we can. Sure. It's like, I can't imagine how they would even build a ship, right? If they don't have the literal, like, mandibles. Is that mandibles? No, that's part of your jaw, isn't it? Uh, that's your jaw. Opposing thumbs. Oppos- yeah, opposable thumbs, right? Um, Oppose- you know, opposing thumbs. Those are phalanges. That's, that, that's where you have a thumb war. A thumb war with yourself. <laughs> yeah, with yourself. Um, no, but, like, you know, I can't imagine, like, a dog. Like, if, if you went to Molly and said, build a spaceship, it, she'd just be like, here's one of my favorite toys. Right? Yeah. Well, see, this <laughs> is the thing, though, Colin, is she would do it because she's a genius. (laughs) Yeah. And then she would only only build it though while you're trying to record. Yes, true. Yeah, because that's when she... microphone out? Okay, now I'll start building. Yeah, that's usually when she likes to build her spaceships. (laughs) I mean, I imagine humanoid just being like anything that has like arms and hands and feet. Even if it is four arms and four feet or whatever, you know? So do you think like the the only characteristic you would need for something to be humanoid would be bipedalism? I, th- I think it's probably the ability to like walk on some sort of hind leg yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah, maybe so. Or just like a really nice smile. <laughs> just floating around. Aww, isn't that nice? Floating around with just a really nice smile. I can't picture that, and it scares me. Okay, well, let's not think about that. Okay. We don't need <laughs> I'm going to go scared. back to the dogs flying the, <laughs> the spaceships. So we have our first, second, and third kinds, mm-hmm. right? Third kind is seeing some sort of a person-esque alien space spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Edge to edge. Right. Now, when it comes to close encounters of the third kind, there was another scientist, well, I say scientist, uh, a UFO researcher named Ted Bloker, who proposed six different subtypes for the third encounters. Okay. So, and so these- A or three point something? I think it's just, so it'd be three, yeah, the, these are listed as just A through mm-hmm. what, F. Yes, very good, a little bit of quick alphabet math. Uh, So 3A is an entity is observed only inside of the UFO. So a very quick wave. Or you see him flying. Uh, I mean, you got to be super close to a UFO to see an alien inside of a UFO to go, hey, bud. And they go, hey, Audi, just passing through, right? Yeah, that would be... Just going to Kroger. Kroger, can you believe it? Like, I don't know if I would tell anybody about that or just keep that little bit for myself. I think I'd keep that to myself. Yeah. Yeah. So 3B is an entity observed inside and outside of the UFO. So like, At does the that, same time? Does that, either the same time or you see them park and they get out. And they're like, oh, oopsie, oh. oop. And then they head out and they pop back Gosh. in the ship and leave. Uh. Right? Because it doesn't say anything else than only noticing them inside of their ship and outside of their ship. Mm-hmm. Okay. 3C is an entity is observed near the UFO, but not going in or out of it. It's just hanging out by it. So it doesn't quite own the UFO. So it's like just like browsing. Tailgating, basically. Kind of oh, tailgating. Yeah. yeah, they're cracking open a, uh, uh, a what? A Coors Super Banquet, which is what they have in outer space. <laughs> or a Miller <laughs> Highest Life, a Miller Galaxy Life. 
Miller Outer Milky limit. Way. Oh yeah, or just yeah, a Milky Way bar. Maybe not that's a Milky Way bar. That's the bar they drink at. Is the Milky Way bar? Oh, see, that's pretty good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. 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 So three A, they're inside. Three B, they're in and outside. Three mm-hmm. C, they're neither in or they're they're not they're driving it out, but they're also they're, they're kind of like in a perimeter almost. Yes. Yeah. They're just near it. Mm-hmm. Tailgating. They're tailgating. Three D is you observe an entity, but there are no UFOs. But UFO activity has been reported in the area about that same time, which is like so. I guess wait a minute. Because it's it's very strange because a lot of times people think UFO means alien, but UFO is like the ship. Yes. So yeah. like I guess that means someone goes. I definitely just saw like a like a flying saucer kind of thing, and then suddenly you see a tall gray being, like stringly bean guy, being like, oh, 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 oh sorry, <laughs> and like my bad, just <laughs> thought my uh, car was over here, my bad, or. <laughs> Yeah, with their with their alarm or whatever. Because they lost their spaceship. Yeah, I forgot where I parked the dang thing. And like, and he's doing that, and you're like, okay, you just said you saw a saucer, and now I see this guy. But the thing is, how can you forget where you parked it? Because obviously, it's always in cornfields. You're always parking in corn. Wouldn't you put on the cloaking device, though? That oh yeah, that's a good call. So that like someone doesn't just immediately come up and see it. What kind of? Oh shoot! Which part of the cornfield did I park in? Where's my corn ship? (laughs) I get lost going to my car all the time. Yeah. I also got lost in a J.C. Penney's, but that that's a whole other story. <laughs> that was terrifying. That is true. I did that get a very t- nervous text from Lindsay when she got lost <laughs> in the J.C. Penney's. Yeah, that was 20 minutes of my life that I'll never get back. But what's nice is that you walked through the perfume section 20 or 30 times, and you walked out of there smelling very, very good. Sure. Because you were just getting blasted with ode to <laughs> J.C. Penney. So 3E is an entity is observed, no UFOs are seen, and no UFO activity has been reported in the area. So you just see an alien strolling mm. around, and there's been no it's warning. it's not likely that they're there. Well, it's there's never been activity reported in that area, ever. Mm-hmm. You're not like you're not going to this area because you heard uh, on Channel 6, they're like, UFO activity reported at the corner of whatever, whatever. You go there, mm. you don't see the ship, but you see the well, you alien. You stumble upon the guy. That's... Mm. 3D, but 3E is you're just minding your own business and you see an alien walking around. Right. With But you also do not see the ship. So 3F, the final subcategory from our buddy Bloker, is no entity or UFOs are observed. <laughs> okay. But, but the subject experiences some kind of, quote, intelligent communication, end quote. So what does that even mean? That's not even anything. So you saw nothing. You heard nothing. You... But you experienced some sort of, quote, intelligent communication, end quote. Like Like, text with emojis in it. I mean, kind of. Like through your brain or like out loud? I don't know. Like when you hear like an EVP or something or like... It's so vague. It means nothing at all. Hmm. You get a little airdrop in your brain. Yeah. You just know. Yeah. Yeah. I I assume you would know it if you felt it, you know? Yes. Like we're sitting here being skeptics, but there's people who are like, but I've I've had that. But I I know that feeling. Even us, when we were walking through the seminary, we were like, well, at least I think we all felt it at separate times. Like Mm. you felt a little bit short of breath. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, I don't know if this is anything at all. It's hard to say yes. It's hard to say no. Right. But I could just be short of breath. It could just be stuffing here. But I think that might be like a 3F kind of a category or kind of a category right it would fit into that category right i guess you could just feel the presence but right but you don't see see or hear of activity yeah necessarily. Right. right you hear a lot yeah but you don't see anything right but that's it yeah. that's all i have those nice. are my well they're not mine so but there's kind of some similar alien things to like say paranormal things as well yeah, I, I just don't think that the paranormal world has, like, there's, like, not, like, a number and letter, like, annexed list or whatever, like, a flow chart of things. There's just, like, different types of activity and experiences, right? Right. Demonic, poltergeist, which is most paranormal activity, right. possessions, uh, according to Trent, doppelganger activity, EVPs, yeah. knocking, which- walking. I haven't heard a lot of people talk about that, and I think that's really interesting because, you know, they always say, like, demons or ghosts, like, like to, like, like mimic people, mimic people yeah. and I, that just makes total sense. Yep. Trying to throw you off your rhythm a little bit. Yes, a thousand yeah. percent. Because, I mean, if you hear someone's distinct voice, then you're going to be like, oh, that's just this person, but when it makes no sense of why they're in a different location or anything, then mm-hmm. that just really mm-hmm. throws you off your game. Yeah. So, again, we have been recording this live at the Madison Seminary in Madison, Ohio. If you'd like to come visit, we highly encourage that you do. 
There's some nice wineries out here. There's a McDonald's and an Arby's. So, <laughs> <laughs> now if you'd like to schedule a visit here, you can call 440-721-8937 and you can let them know that you heard about the Madison Seminary on our show and get $15 off of admission, which is normally 85, but you can come investigate this building for as long as you want for 70 bucks. Jackpot. Yeah, just mention our podcast Spooky Spouses and they'll get you in. We would like to thank Eli Rexford Chambers, the 25th, for the music you heard at the beginning, middle, and end of the show. We'd also like to thank, in person, Colin Parker, yes. our big, beautiful boss baby boy of the Scavengers Network, for driving, what was it, 40 hours it took you to get here? <laughs> yeah, pretty much with all that traffic. No, it, yeah, it wasn't that bad. It's, it's just under 400 miles. So, Well, Colin made his way all the way to Madison, Ohio, which why would you sometimes, unless you're visiting the Madison Seminary. <laughs> right. Yeah. All the way See, from, I had a reason. Exactly. This is, this is the hot spot. Absolutely. Yeah. And the cold spots for ghost <laughs> activity. Very good. Uh, what else? Am I forgetting anything? Yeah, just everybody on the Scavengers Network and yeah. all our listeners, too. We mm. appreciate it, and we hope you got a chance to join into our live Instagram video that we did at the Madison right. Seminary. And uh, since you guys thanked me, I'd like to thank you guys for being on the network because, like, I wouldn't be out here doing this stuff if you guys weren't on it. So, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's uh, It's been a blast, and, like, I definitely I enjoy hearing when people talk about people's shows and stuff like that and, like, my mom, who I guarantee will listen to this episode, you know, enjoys this show. So, hi, mom. Um, but you know, she's she's always, you know, she talks very frequently about the things that you guys talk about on your show. That's so. great. Well, good. Enjoy your. I don't. I mean, I got really scared of coughing today. So your your pneumonia week. Enjoy. Oh, I don't have pneumonia. I'm no, sorry. please. Didn't you have pneumonia one time? <laughs> yeah, I almost died. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not a joke. That's it's real not funny. Life. It's funny now, but it wasn't funny at the time. Have a bronchitis-free birthday. Birthday. Today. Happy birthday, Ryan. On Wednesday. Ryben. Happy birthday, Trinbis. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> enjoy your Monday and your all your days. Colin, do you want to try one? Yes. Enjoy your ghostacular uh-huh. uh, girlfriend's... <laughs> Aunt's birth. Nope, you said birthday. Uh, retirement party. Yeah, yes. please. Those congratulations. Are- congratulations, Rondus. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that'll do it. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.